0: What's up? This is Matt from Live from the Middle Urinal, and you're listening to the BS Podcast Network. Think of a, a fucking barrel. Barrels are, what well, large. But if I had said those two lines, you would have fucking cried, but I fucked up and I, ugh, Jesus Christ. Oh, no, that didn't work. Or until we died, we'd always be blood brother. Hello everybody and welcome back to Dropping Loans, once again my name is Pouch, I am here, alone, solo, and every other adjective to describe my current state, which means that there's nobody else in front of me or around me to record this podcast. It's Thanksgiving weekend, it's a holiday, it it wouldn't be fair to have everybody record, so we just decided, no, we're just gonna skip this week, um, but... Me, personally, I was just like, well, I don't have anything to do, I'm not doing anything for Thanksgiving specifically, so I as well record a solo one and plague all you motherfuckers with another solo episode, pretty much because I don't want to have another skip week, um, I just think we've had way too many this year, and, you know, I don't have to rely on anybody to do a solo episode, so I decided to do one myself, um, and plus I had something to talk about, that I kind of hinted the last episode that I was, um, my last solo episode, that is, and I never fully described it, so I was like, L- uh, so let me just talk about it um, on this new episode, now that I have full permission to do so. So, uh, in October, I attended a wedding. He, It was the wedding of my my one of my best friends, my brother, uh, Steve. I've known him for about 24, 25 years. I've known him since he was five, and and he did me the honor, um, by giving me the best man role, it was, uh, pretty awesome, um, I was excited and anxious, uh, and the way he broke it to me was pretty fucking great, too, because, like, he's like, yeah, we're planning a wedding in three months, I'm like, you're fucking insane, that's, that's crazy, uh, you're already, you're giving me anxiety just because of how, how much, how little time you have to plan this, uh, this wedding, and he's just like, well, I'm gonna give you more anxiety, because you're the best man, I'm like, wow, okay, and no, I didn't really get anxious, um, be, to be the best man, I was actually quite happy and quite honored, because I've always wanted to do something, th- always wanted to do something for him, he's kind of always kind of been there and did, and, and did some great things for me and supported me over the years, and I never got to do anything for him like that, and for, for him to just give me this role was, um, pretty, pretty fucking great, I, I was very happy. Um, very, very happy to do this for him. Uh, and, and again, the anxiety didn't come necessarily because of, uh, the role itself. The anxiety came from the fact that we were, (laughs) he was trying to plan a wedding in three months. And also about the fact that he has, like, four, um uh well three actually three best friends that he loves to death and he's been uh friends with for about what 10 15 years now he's really really close to them he's lived with two of them uh and so on and you know i I only knew him when he was a kid like i I was close with him when we were kids up until about maybe uh high school and then that's when we kind of drifted apart a little bit so i was uh I i was mostly anxious about the fact that i'm like well Did he pick the right person, and how are his friends going to feel about the fact that I'm the best man as opposed to one of them? Um, You know, they all share a podcast together, too. Like, that's how close they are, uh, which you should check out. It's called Y'all Boys Talkin', uh, ybt.fm, I believe, if you want to check them out. Um, So, that's mostly where the anxiety came from. I figured I could do it. It was, I know I... I mean, I, I work in operations for a living now, so it wasn't that hard to just research and get things done, it was just the little time span that he gave himself in order to set up what, what people take years to fucking plan, so that's what that was the crazy part. You know, he got engaged, it was, it was pretty quick, then the day came, uh, he gave me a few things to do here and there, uh, I tried to help out as best I could, after a certain point he's just like okay we'll handle the rest, I said okay, well let me know if you need anything, Uh, so the wedding was on October twelfth, a Saturday, and I got in on Thursday morning, pretty much because I wanted to have my own little vacation. Uh, I'm sorry, it was in Salt Lake City, by the way. I'm pretty sure I mentioned that already. Salt Lake City, Utah. So I got in on Thursday, just because I wanted to be there early, give myself a little vacation, enjoy a city I had never been to before, um, and I just wanted to be available and present in case he needed something. Uh so so I w- you know I got in really early. Thursday was kind of didn't have a lot to do f- actually. Um, then on Friday I'm like, yo. Uh, so, what do you need? Do you need me to do anything? Uh, and we were discussing about whether or not I should rent a car because, like, I, I'm just I mean, like, not necessarily because I needed his. I needed to know what he wanted to do. I just just wanted to get his advice because you know whether or not it's best to get a rent a car or just continue using public transit. But then at a certain point, he goes, "Well, we have two cars right now." And I, I'm probably gonna have to get. I'm probably gonna need you to do some stuff for me. So, uh, yeah, you can borrow my one of my cars. I was like, fuck yeah, okay, sure, no problem. I'll do anything. Um, so Friday, the only thing we really did was that. Um, uh, we were supposed to take pictures at the venue it was called Redview Garden which is fucking breathtaking by the way it's so pretty uh, and I had my shirt pressed in in, um, in advanced and he hadn't I guess his shirt was it was kind of wrinkly so uh, in the same location that I got my shirt pressed he decided to do the same for his and then we went off to pick up his mother and then we went to um, a, li- a nice little maw for for Steve to get a like a quick shave and a haircut so he looks a little bit more presentable for the ceremony, and then we we're supposed to have lunch afterwards, and then I believe it was after the lunch we were going to go to yeah we were going to go um take photos. Uh, so, you know, I rushed over to get his shirt, um, while he was taking a hair, while he was getting a haircut, we had a, a really nice lunch at, at, a kind of like a Brazilian steakhouse, it was one of those type deals where they, you know, they come by and give you sabers of meat and shit like that. That <laughs> was nice and pleasant, then we went to the garden itself, uh, a little stressful cause neither he, cause he wasn't ready, he was wearing his civilian clothing, so he had to get in and change, um when we got there the yeah other than that it was like we took pictures it was fine the, the lighting was way too intense uh for the photographer it was just like just the worst type time of day it was really bright and the sun was like not at the highest point in the sky so it's just certain angles the exposure was blown the fuck out but it's not his fault obviously it was like it was just it just wasn't good um, lighting for it. but you know I, I got to meet up with his dad whom I haven't seen in a few years um, and then I got to meet uh, his fiance well now he's not wife's uh, family which was pretty cool. And then, uh, yeah, that that went off pretty well. No issues there. And after a certain point, he goes, yeah, you can take the car and do whatever you want now. Um, so I did. I mean, I just went, I just did my own little thing. I, you know, I think I, I don't know if I told this story last time, but yeah, that was a pizza. Um, and <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I told this story last time because it was quite embarrassing. I fucking ordered a raw pizza that I needed an oven to fucking bake in. So I had to like frantically text my Airbnb host in order to bake it. That was, that was a fucking nightmare um but yeah no that's not the point uh the next day is when shit hit the fucking fan there was just so much to do and we just ran the fuck out of time it was insane um yeah it was it was quite quite crazy uh so in the beginning of the day he's like okay adam i need you to do about about two or three chores for me got done no problem so I went to I went to a remote location um in Utah (laughs) I I don't even know where I went it was like in the boondocks I think I described this already it was like the countryside it was quite gorgeous um I picked up uh some wooden name plates I guess like they had like a a seating chart and this is how and they had like they had each person's name carved out of a piece of wood um it was I mean it sounds terrible but it, it was quite pretty and classy and shit like that it was just like a thin piece of wood and it was uh it was made by a carpenter in in the middle of nowhere utah and they were quite pretty and uh, i was supposed to pick up a few of those for the wedding of course because that's what they were going to use to to um to indicate where you were supposed to sit and i picked those up that went off without a hitch and then i rushed over to i don't know which one came first um i think this one first so i went to fedex uh fedex office right uh in order to get some pictures printed and laminated which he was going to use for his tables uh so that was um yeah so he sent me um he sent me to i mean i went to the closest fedex office he sent me some photos that he needed me to print on glossy paper cut up and and laminate um well a few, like maybe like five of them were supposed to be laminated these were supposed to indicate um, which table was which so like they, they were meant to label the tables 1, 2, three, 4 and 5 and so on just so you could see which table you were at and so and it was just numbering the tables that's all they were for but they were pictures of uh, him and his wife um, at that specific at a certain age so that was a fucking nightmare uh, while the customer service was great they just It just seems like they they didn't quite know what they were, what I wanted and or didn't know what they were doing. They were definitely trying to get some money from me. Like, it was like, I I definitely felt a little taken advantage of because like, uh, I was like, okay, well, I need to print out these pictures on some glossy paper and... I, first of all, I couldn't work the fucking computer. The computer was not cooperating with me in the slides. I'm like, so can you print these out for me? Okay, so he helped me out. He selected some fantastic glossy paper that looked great. So I can't, like, again, he was very, very helpful. He just didn't give me all the information. So, um, So that's fine, and I'm like, well, they're printing out two at a time on these papers. They need to be cut. So, like, how do I cut them? Oh, well, cut them for you at an additional fee. Fine, sure, I'll do that. That's fine. Well, I'll I'll do if that's the only way I can cut them. Then, then I just need to you need to do it for me. That then, uh, so he so he started cutting them for me. And mind you, these were this was like. I guess, like, 15 pictures or something like that. It was quite a large number of pictures, and it was gonna, it was taking him quite a long time in order to cut them uh, using the guillotine in the back. Um, but then at a certain point, I'm like, well, I need to laminate some of these pictures too. How do I do that? And then he showed me where the laminator was. I figured it out, but then I'm like, so I need to cut these. And, but the thing is, is that, like, in order to save a little bit more money, obviously, I was using, I was putting two pictures per lamination because... It's, it's like, you know, a do-it-yourself thing. They give you some plastic and you're supposed to use this, um, I don't know how to describe it. It was just like the laminator obviously uses heat to com- to press the, the, the sheets together in order to seal it. Uh, and in order to save some money, I was putting two pictures per sheet. Um, but I'm like, so how do I? I need to cut this too? And he's like... Well, there's a guillotine right there, I'm like, why the fuck did you not mention this guillotine earlier instead of charging me, like, ten fucking dollars to cut all these pictures beforehand? Oh, I was fucking furious, but whatever. I got what I needed done, I was so annoyed, I think it came out to be about $50 altogether, so, I mean, it's a lot, but I figured it was gonna be more. But I cut them pretty precisely pretty well it it, they came out pretty spectacular if i do say so myself like obviously with his help but like i cut them pretty nicely i think he again he picked some amazing glossy paper he helped me uh he helped me at least he taught me how to laminate it and then i'm the one who cut them and they came out pretty pretty spectacular so i was like and i call Steve i'm like well I know you want to reimburse me, but I fucked up, so I will at least pay for half of this. And then um, and then I, later on, he saw it, he goes, these actually look incredible, these look excellent, um, don't worry about it, I got you. So he was quite happy with the way they looked, so it didn't matter. I just, you know, now I know next time not to go fuck with FedEx Kinko's, or, oh, no, I got him old, FedEx Office, um, because... They will try to extort a fuck ton of money from you. Um, right afterwards, he's like, okay, so I need you to go to another remote location to pick up some barrels. I'm like, okay. Um, sure, whatever. Uh, there, I needed to pick up two barrels that were supposed to be part of the decoration of the ceremony. I drove over there found this incredibly nice lady, very, very hospitable. It's just like come on in and take make yourself at home. Okay, so you need to sign these papers but she's like, Okay, so but wait, what are you do the putting the barrels in? I showed her the little hashback car that he owns and she's like, Yeah, that's not not gonna fit because apparently they they needed to stand upright and these were not small barrels they're quite large i mean look think of a, a fucking barrel barrels are what well, large and they needed to stand upright they couldn't be lying on their sides and therefore it couldn't only it could only fit like one so um you know i gave i gave steve a call steve's like yeah cut the cut cut it we're not gonna need them because they weren't gonna fit um i rushed over to pick him up that's when i showed him the pictures and then i believe i had to go pick up his mom um or either way or either way his her, his mom got picked up because we were gonna drop her off at the salon where where she, where um all where all the the family members were uh celeste is his um his wife's name celeste um mother auntie sister and then now steve's mom we're gonna get their hair and makeup done so he and i drove over there and it was a that's this is when like things started really really getting a little tense because they were both kind of insanely stressed out um so she was kind of uh, like flustered and steve was a little flustered but he's like okay well i'm gonna give you the key to the apartment because i figured you're gonna finish at the salon and get there before, um, before we get there, because he and I were gonna go pick up some liquor and, uh, and other drinks for the for the for the wedding. So she's like, "Yeah, that's fine." So he and I rushed over. I forgot my suit, so I had to go. We had to go pick up my suit, but thankfully there was a there was a grocery store right next to my Airbnb. So we went there, grabbed all the liquor, all the drinks, um, not just liquor, obviously, because Steve needed chocolate milk. <laughs> and we grabbed all of that. We we. Piled it onto the car. We drove back to the apartment to meet up with uh, Celeste and Steve's mother, and to find out that the keys were left at the salon. Yeah, that was that was pretty pretty bad. And at this point, we're like pretty much running late. Uh, so we so Steve drove very ferociously to back to the salon and back to the apartment and that's when i ran in and just kind of piled everything um grabbed all the decorations everything we could uh into the car and and um they and then she went off with his mother first while steve and i stayed behind Steve's no 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 steve and his steve me and his mother were still there um and we had to bring the cake which was like a three-tiered cake so that was a bit of a But scary to carry because there was no um there was no box. It was just out in the open, and Utah's very hilly. So as I'm driving, I had to be extremely careful. As was as he had to be, and he had to be um, extremely careful to balance it because otherwise he'd lean and tip over, and we wouldn't have a cake. So that was that was quite nerve wracking. But we made it um very late. We were supposed to be there. I think we were supposed to be there. Four, three or four, and we got. No, we we're supposed to be at a three, and we got there at four. That's how bad it was. Um,. So we got there, he and I kind of just like rushed into the room to get dressed because neither of us were dressed. While and then, so he got dressed, uh, he got dressed right away while she was still getting ready, obviously. So he's like walking around, putting out the little nameplates, the you know, the wooden carvings of the names, um, trying to delegate as much as he can. And he's losing his mind, he's having an anxiety attack. So I had to literally stop him. I'm like, Steve, you have your best friends here you need to delegate because you can't do this on your own even though he didn't really delegate anybody afterwards that was it seemed like that was what he w- what he really needed to just he just needed that reassurance i guess because eventually he calmed the fuck down and took care of business because later on we eventually found out that the rings and the veil were left in the apartment Holy shit, both of those things are extremely fucking important, um, especially the rings, so, you know, he, he had two of his best friends, like, here's the keys to the car, here's the keys to the apartment, please go grab it right now, um, so they rushed over, they grabbed it, but then, you know, so I had to, like, again, I had to corner him, like, breathe, 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 this is an amazing day, you're getting married, you need to just breathe and chill out, so he took a moment inside the, the dressing room and... I felt useless because, like, he wasn't. Again, he wasn't delegating. Like, I'm like Steve. Just tell me what you need me to do. And he wasn't doing that because he was having a bit of an anxiety attack, uh, panic attack, while trying to figure out what to do. But finally, after a certain point, when the when the ceremony was just about underway, it was fine. I got to tell you, um, standing behind him at that ceremony as he bound himself to his current, his now wife, was pretty incredible. Um, I, I, I wrote this in the Facebook post, and I'm pretty sure obviously you guys don't know um, what it said, but it's just like, I've always like felt like I've owed him a great debt because he's always supported me over the years, and I just wasn't able to, I feel like I just wasn't able to repay him for all the things he's done for me as my friend and brother, so, but standing there behind him as he legally bound himself to his, you know, his love was pretty incredible and I was it just felt good to be there as a good as finally as a support rather than a crush that kind of like Constantly needed his help, so I was insanely happy just to be there at especially at that ceremony standing behind them. You know, like it was pretty awesome. Um, you know, one of my favorite pictures that came out later was the fact that like I'm you can you you, I mean, you see them obviously they're holding hands and and then the the minister is uh is explaining the whole um he's his going through his speech and you can see me and I'm grinning like a fucking madman like like a Joker grin because I'm just so fucking happy to be. There, as 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 a support as his best man, you know, like this is my brother that I've known uh, since he was five years old. And here he is getting married to someone he loves so dearly, so that was pretty incredible. Um, my hands—it was quite cold, so my hands were numb. Like I was holding up a flag which held the rings, and my hands were were getting numb, and I had to like obviously when we finally when the finally when the ceremony finally ended, it only lasted about five ten minutes. I uh, had to warm up, and I'm looking at. Um, uh, Celeste and her sister who were wearing strapless dresses. I'm like, wow, I feel so bad for you because my hands in them, I can't even imagine how fucking cold you guys are. After after the initial fucking clusterfuck of... Everything leading up to the ceremony after that, everything was just so good. Everything just went off really well after that. That that was it. That was it was insane. Everything leading up to it was fucking crazy, and how we were over an hour late. Um, and two very important vital parts of the ceremony were left at home at the apartment. Like it was pretty fucking crazy, but I'm glad to have done it, and it's one of my favorite memories. T- I'll keep it with me forever it's probably gonna be one of the highlights of my life if not the highlight of my life because at first i just didn't think i was really deserving of it knowing that like again i didn't i don't know the adult steve the steve i knew was back when he maybe around 12 to 16 was the steve that i um was the steve that i that i just kind of like that's where i stopped being one of his, one of his really close friends because you know people drift he's still my brother and i still believe like strongly that like i you know i will probably never stop talking to this kid so the steve i knew kind of stopped at 16 and all his friends however have known him since 16 onwards so they kind of just picked it up after me they picked up the baton it just kind of became his best friends after about 15 16 years old so i feel like they know the current adult steve and I I didn't know this version of Steve. And I, you know, I I expressed it to him. I really, again, I didn't think I was quite deserving of it. But, um,. He made it very clear that he thought I was the right choice, and, again, I was happy to do it. I, I would have done it. I will do it again in a heartbeat. I, you know, he's my brother. Like I said, I can't express that more than enough. He's, he's my brother and probably one of the only few people in the world whom I consider family, actually. Um, we just, we've just we just known each other for so long, you know, and I, I, I probably will continue to consider him my brother forever. Um, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they didn't mention. I wrote this, uh, I wrote a speech, um and then i needed like additional coaching from one of steve's friends um who is an actor and he's now teaching uh, public speaking courses, so that was, like, convenient, like, very, very good timing. Um, Serendipitous, I guess you could say. So he taught me, he gave me a few pointers, really, like, because I was freaking out. I was having a panic attack there. Like, everything was, prior to that, Like I just kind of, prior to that, I was trying my hardest to just kind of remain calm and stay strong because Steve was losing it. Like, Steve was kind of, like, unraveling at certain points, and so I was trying to maintain, like, a very, very calm and strong composure because if he's unraveling and I'm unraveling we're bo- it's, it's just not gonna end well so he needed like a calming I'm pretty sure he needed like a calming strong presence while he was freaking out but then that that's when I started to unravel when my speech was coming up um so, yeah, that was a bit, I I was hyperventilating, I was freaking out, and he, you know, again, Steve's friend kind of, like, took me into the back, uh, dressing room, we talked, he gave me a few coaching tips, and just basically gave me the confidence and, and, uh, in, you know, to just do it, to just do the damn speech, but more for the most part is the most important, the most valuable thing I got from him was that, is that he just calmed me the fuck down, that's really what I need, I need someone just to calm me the fuck down, and to, like, give me the confidence just to go forth and, um, and you know recite my speech in front of a large number of people whom i didn't know again like no one knew me there like this i was a complete stranger to every everybody but steve's mom and steve's mom and his dad and and uh and his wife pretty much like i knew some of his friends but like i didn't know him very well and the rest of them were all from utah pretty much so these are people whom i've never seen or met in my life uh, at least a good portion of them um so yeah that was um So I did my speech, and uh, the photographer got the worst angles of me, so I I look really terrible um, while I'm giving my speech. But I think it went well. It wasn't perfect. Um, There was a lot of stammering, um, a lot of moving around. Like, I was literally, like, just kind of pacing a little bit. Um, Again, because I was nervous. Uh, But I think it went okay. People laughed at the right places. But unfortunately, there were two incredible lines, yeah, there's no humbleness there, like, I was pretty proud of those lines that I completely forgot, those are two very good lines that I knew that if I had said out loud, he probably would have cried, I'm a little mad that I did uh, did not recite those two specific lines while I was in front of everybody, but, you know, what are you going to do? It, it happened. It. There's nothing I can do at this point. But what I, how I rectified it was I was just like, you know what, Steve? I'm going to make you fucking cry. So I sent him my fucking speech so he can read it directly. Um... Yeah, I, 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 and, you know, I knew it. I fucking knew if I had just said, if I just said those lines, I knew I would have made him cry. Because he did tell me, like, afterwards, he's like, dude, he's, he's like, I almost cried. At the beginning, I almost cried, but I had to stop myself. And I'm like, yeah, but if I had said those two lines, you would have fucking cried. But I fucked up, and I, ugh, Jesus Christ. (sighs) So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, um, recite my whole speech, because that was a special thing, um, that happened at the wedding, and... It's going to remain that way. But I will give you the paragraph that I fucked up on that, um, that. I didn't recite at the wedding that I knew was going to make him cry, so this is the very end of the speech after I just kind of expressed um, how, how I felt about my brother, how I felt about his wife, and so on, and at the very end, this is this is what I had to say. Uh, so like I said, I've known Steve since he was four years old. He's changed a lot over the years to become a man that I'm genuinely proud of. Though I'm older than him by two years, I often say that he's who I want to be when I grow up. So I did say this. The next couple of lines I did not say, and this is where like, I have severe regrets about. He's one of the smartest, wisest, kindest, and most well-adjusted people I know. He's the only person in the world who I consider family. He's my brother, and it fills me with so much joy to see him grow up from that picky kid to a picky man about to start a new life with a perfect companion. I knew that if I had said that line about he's the only person in the world who I consider family, he would've cried, but what are you going to do? I mean, but it was an experience that I will treasure forever, and I, he doesn't listen to this podcast, but if you ever do, Steve, like, thank you, really, like, it would really, it really made, meant the world to me that you chose me to be the best man um, at your wedding, like, you really did, because you had, you had choices, you know, you had your three best friends who were, who had your back no matter what, I hadn't really known you since you were, like, 16, and here you chose me so that really meant the world to me so yeah you're not listening but thank you anyway and this is our thing this is my thanksgiving episode uh showing how grateful i am to my my brother and one of my best friends steve uh just for a lifetime of friendship and support and now for to allow me to be his best man at his wedding um yeah, this was a very sappy episode, but I don't think we've ever done, like, a Thanksgiving episode before, per se. We just kind of let it go. Because it's not really... I mean, personally, I don't really consider it a holiday. It's just a... It's just. It's just an amazing day off to eat a lot of food, like, what what is there to celebrate other than that, like, so, yeah, I'm sad, maybe it's because I'm getting older, because, like, it's only within the last few years that I started really feeling as sentimental as I am, um, well, I've always been sentimental, I cry at literally any fucking, like, TV show or cartoon that's even slightly sentimental and sad, um, but now more than ever i'm really sentimental about my my friend my friendship with steve like i said i've known him for 24 years now so so his friendship is one of the things i cherish the most in my life right now so um yeah, and I feel like that just comes with age because like it wasn't like that. Like if you would have told, talked to me about five years ago, I'm like, yeah, Steve's my really good friend. We've known each other for years, but that's it. But now I'm I'm always willing to call him my brother. So and, and again, it's it. I only got this sentimental within the last three years. Like trust me, when I was a, uh, when, when he got engaged, I was utterly fucking happy like i was ecstatic when he told me the news of his engagement like one day i'm like i'm driving to orlando for very for for i think it was a J and bob or something like that some podcast thing with um with milky and paco and then i get a message from steve telling showing me a picture of a ring i'm like are you gonna fucking propose And he's like yeah and i was pretty ecstatic, <laughs> like I was so, it just filled me with so much happiness that he found someone that he loved that much, that he, was, that he was like, this is the person I want to bind myself to forever, and then when he told me the news that he said, she said yes, like, I I was so happy, I almost started crying, I was just like, look, Steve, I've known you since you were four years old, and I'm so happy that I get to be a part of your life when you when you get married, like, that's all I can see now, is that four-year-old kid, um, who, re- who just learned how to eat pizza, and now he's getting married, and now married, he's married, he has a wife, and, oh, God, I'm getting, I'm I'm just getting far too fucking sentimental in my age, man, but, yeah, it was a, it was a wonderful experience, um, and there's, I mean, I've been harping on about it for a while now, uh, so, yeah, and that's the reason why we went to that, um, uh, that, that spooky- Cabin in the Woods situation, because it was a bachelor party. I was the one who helped set it up with his friends, of course, and it was a pretty awesome experience. Um, But yeah, like, because I I just wanted to do more. I was like, Steve, what do you want me to do as your best man? I want to do as much as I can for you. Um, And, you know, apparently one of the responsibilities, of course, is setting up a bachelor party, and thankfully, Steve and I have the kind of the same uh, sensibilities, that we don't drink. We're not really partiers, so I was like, fuck yeah, this is, is you found the right person, buddy, because, like, I... Wouldn't have been able to help you if, uh, if you wanted a party, if you wanted to go to a strip club, if you wanted to go to any sort of club, actually. So, I mean, it was a great experience, and again, I will never, ever forget it. It's, it's uh, been pretty amazing. And now he is married to someone he loves dearly, and I love her for making him happy. She, I consider her my sister now. Her name is Celeste, and she's great. <laughs> she's really, really cool. I'm really happy, I'm really happy for them, and I wish them nothing but happiness and wellness for the rest of their lives. And she's, she's awesome. (laughs) She's quite awesome. While I should have ended on that pretty, pretty great note, um, I gotta say, something else really cool happened to us recently. Uh, so, Milky was like, you know, you should, I have a great video, okay, so Milky was like, I have a great video for you to react to for what am I watching. I'm like, sure. Sure. Okay, he he didn't send it. He didn't send it till the day of, so it was a complete surprise, and it was this um this J rapper, this really cute uh J rapper girl um named uh, Maruki though, and uh, I guess she's brand new because she only has one music video on her um, on her uh, on her YouTube channel. It's it's some it's like some Japanese characters in J K. Um, like I, I can link it easily, or I can link you to the reaction. Either way, it was uh quite explicit. Um, quite provocative, it was an Asian girl with an amazing ass in it, <laughs> and, uh, it, it's, it's fun, the fucking beat is fire, and it was just something we did, and that was that, we just moved on, and then suddenly, on Instagram, she found it somehow, like, the artist Murukido herself found it, uh, put it on her Instagram story, uh, put text over in Japanese, that I think basically said, thank you foreigners for watching and liking my video and shit like that, but I don't think she speaks a lick of English, so who knows? She We could have been trashing her. She wouldn't have realized it. I think she was just happy for the exposure. Uh, so that was cool. That was a, that was one of those really cool, like, um, feather-tipping moments that we've had as a, as a YouTube channel. So I think that about wraps up everything I wanted to talk about. This was a very sappy episode. Um... Again, I, it was a Thanksgiving episode. Like, I mean, like, I guess I can continue um, before wrapping it up because this is a Thanksgiving episode. I guess I could say, like, I'm incredibly grateful for the, the seven years we've been podcasting. I'm incredibly grateful to my co hosts for just going on this stupid fucking journey with me because this podcast is, means the world to me. And I'm happy that I have people to share it with, and laugh, and enjoy every week. So, yeah. Again, I this has been an incredibly sappy episode and not really what you guys usually come here to listen for so I should probably just end it now uh and let's get back to the funny next week hopefully anything and everything you can find at droppingloads.com um or you can go to facebook facebook.com slash loads podcast or you can go to the instagram at droppingloads and we're also on twitter you can find that droppingloads pc and lastly don't forget to check out the youtube channels youtube.com slash p or bilky's new venture youtube.com slash dumb down d-u-m-b E D D O W N Dumbed Down. We're also on the BS Podcast Networks. This cool network of podcasts started up by the to Pure BS. You can check it out at BspodcastNetwork.com or you can go to the Patreon at patreon.com slash BS Podcast Network where you can donate a few shekels here and there. That'll really, really help us out. Please, please, please check out the Don Francisco Promise Historia for a lower price of a dollar fifty. It is SPJ's fourth finest hour of his entire life, and it is definitely worth $1.50 because it is fucking hysterical and until next time we love dropping loads I just, you know, now I know next time not to go fuck with FedEx Kinkos, or, well, no, God, I'm old. FedEx Office. Why the fuck did you not mention this guillotine earlier instead of charging me like ten fucking dollars to cut all these pictures beforehand? Oh, I was fucking furious, but whatever. Well, I'm going to give you more anxiety because you're the best man. I'm like, wow. Well, okay. Hey, guys, Hanagaukis here. Join myself and my fellow co-hosts Edward, Kendra, LaShawn, Albert, the other Sean, Wyatt, and many others, as we're gonna dive into a grab bag gimmick of pop culture and non pop culture topics. We're on iTunes, Hunuk Outcasts, Spreaker Hunak Outcasts, and many other social media websites. We take requests, and you can email us at honeyckfeedback at gmail.com. Finally, a podcast that will never be questioned ever. <laughs> back.